Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's Brendan Escott stepping in for Bob Stoffer today on Oilers Now. 133 here in Edmonton. The Oilers boarding the plane to Minnesota. They are taking on the Wild tomorrow night. That game on 6.30, Chad. That's a 6 p.m. puck drop and 4.30 for the face-off show. Now, a lot of animosity out of the fans right now, understandably so. However, the baby Oilers, the Bakersfield Condors, have been on a heater of all heaters, and I'm bringing aboard the man backstopping this right now, Shane Sturette. We appreciate the time today, Shane, and uh, just talk about the run your team has been on lately. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, obviously, we're on a we're on a nice ten game win streak right now, and the spirits are up in the locker room. And I think the key to it is we're just taking it game by game. We're not. We had a uh, you know you don't plan on going on a ten game win streak. We just went in hoping to win the first one and one turn to two 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 turn to three and now we're all the way up to 10 so far so let's talk for a minute about your journey to where you're at because a lot of people i think didn't really know your name until preseason you played uh, collegiately at air force which is obviously not traditionally a hockey hotbed but uh, talk to me about how you you came up and uh, and made it to where you're at right now yeah i uh went to the air force academy for two years i uh if I had stayed any longer, uh, once you start your junior year, you need to you need to do at least five years of service after. So that that's where I came from in my college. Uh, after there, I played uh, all uh, most of last year in Wichita with the ECHL affiliate, and had a few few games up here in Bakersfield last year. And now this year, I'm obviously up with the Condors. So you make the jump from the ECHL to the AHL, and it's not as if the spot for you was guaranteed there, but you've played yourself essentially into the starter's role here, a 14-3-1 record for you. 14-3-1, Shane. Um, talk to me about the yeah. differences between what you're seeing at the ECHL level compared to when you make that jump up to the minor leagues there. Uh, I think there's a lot more structure to the game. In the ECHL, you're, you're only dressing 10 forward, so... 
the forwards are kind of they, they kind of get tired throughout the course of the game. They're playing a lot more minutes than you would on uh, on an AHL team where you dress twelve. So you see a lot more guys committed to back checking a lot more. Like they're uh, they uh, have more well rested legs. So I, I think that's that's a big difference in just the structure and the play and the skill level and how guys, if you make small mistakes, are able to capitalize on it. You are in a situation, we're chatting right now with uh, Bakersfield Condors goaltender Shane Stratton. Shane, you're in a situation where you come up to this team who's got Al Montoya, there's Dylan Wells in the picture, Stuart Skinner, and yourself. Uh, quite the goaltending battle, and I'm wondering how that's motivated you to emerge uh, as the starter right now. I uh, you know I knew coming in it wasn't going to be given to me. Not, nothing really was. I knew coming in I wasn't even the number one guy in Bakersfield, and you know, I would talk with Sly, and he he just said, you know, you got to wait for your opportunity. So at the beginning of the year, I, I didn't really play much in the first month, and when I got my first start, I was just making sure I was prepared through all the practicing and just making sure I was ready for that moment. Talk about your relationship with those guys. I mentioned Montoya and Wells and Skinner. So Montoya obviously would be more of um, kind of a teacher for you, but you being a few years older than both Wells and Skinner, what, what's the dynamic like between all of you guys? Uh, yeah, with Montoya, he's, he's a real good veteran to have in the uh, in the lineup and in the locker room and kind of showing you some things here or there and then, but the two guys younger than me, Wells and Skinner, we've all we've been getting along since our first development camp, not last summer, but the summer before. So that's kind of where I met them, and they're real good guys. We all get along, all three of us. And, you know, when they come up here, it's kind of new to them, and I just want to make sure that they feel welcome when they come here. And, you know, if they have any questions, they know they can come to me for it. And when we're on the ice, it's kind of a little friendly competition. We're all, we're all nice with each other, but we're pushing each other. But we're all fighting for the same spot, too, at the same time. So it's a little friendly competition. We want to see the other person succeed and push you to get better so you have to earn it rather than the other guy playing bad and you earning it type of deal. You're establishing yourself as a a starter in pro hockey. Um, Talk to me about the workload and how you're adjusting to it as it ramps up level to level. Uh, It was... When I first started playing here, it was, you know, a game every now and then, and then, you know, maybe two games a week, and now I'm playing back-to-back, so it was kind of a slow build-up, which kind of made the transition easier to playing back-to-back rather than jumping into a season and playing a back-to-back game right off the start. So I, I think it's it's real good that I got weaned into it and just focused my time on the starts that I had to start the season, and now... I've been taking on a little bigger workload, but at the same time, I know that Skinner is fighting for his chance to play some games and maybe go on a go on a run of games too. So I know I got to keep pushing and can't let up for one moment. Chatting with Condor's goaltender Shane Sturrett, uh how much attention do you pay to what's going on at the NHL level and and uh, the contract situation and the fact that I mean there might be a goaltender opening within uh, within the NHL side of things pretty soon. I don't really pay attention to that part. I, I when I come to the rank every day, I'm focused kind of on, on my game, what I need to do to improve to get to that level. I want, I want to earn a spot at that level rather than have it be handed to me. I know, I know, Kasha and Talbot up there, Ballin, they're good people. So, I kind of want to 
want to prove myself that I can play at that level and focusing on my game rather than checking out contracts and stuff like that. Right, and fair enough. But is there, there's there got to be a little bit of extra motivation for you knowing that uh, like that's, that's within reach. You're not locked behind a whole wealth of goaltending depth necessarily. There was two guys that were unrestricted free agents. Uh, so you've got to know that... Each time you go out there, you're you're playing yourself uh, closer and closer to the NHL. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I, I, I guess so. All right, Shane, 10 wins in a row. Uh, what has made the team so successful in this last stretch? I think it's just we got a full team just buying into the process. Uh, you'll, you'll see us in games where there's not much panic in the team if we're down late or the other team scores an early one. There's no panic. We stick to our game plan that Jay puts in front of us. We just chip away at teams, chip away, and then, you know, we know goals will come eventually, so we're not worried if we're down one nothing in the middle of the second. We know we're just going to stick to our plan, and I think the whole team is just buying into that process and knowing that the plan that Jay has put in front of us has been working, so we'll stick with it. Can you talk about him? This is the last one for you, Shane. We're talking with the uh, Bakersfield Condors goaltender, Shane Sturette. Uh Jay Woodcroft is in his first season behind the bench. He's on our show very, very frequently, and I get the sense uh, both from him and from talk around sort of the NHL level of the organization that he's really well-liked in the ranks. So what is it like playing for him? Uh, I, I really like it. I think he's a real good coach. He's really helping these young guys, teaching them a lot. And he knows everyone down here wants to make it to the next level and he's he's doing the best he can to help not only the team win games but also help these players move up in the ranks so i i think he's done a real good job at developing especially with all the young guys that we have on this team developing them and putting together the team we have and i think he kind of he has serious moments and some light moments in him so i think that really helps and keep keep the locker room less tense and I, i think he's done a real good job down here all right, Shane, we appreciate you taking the time. You've got the San Jose Barracuda, the San Diego Gulls this weekend. I wish you the best of luck in those games. All right, thank you, and thanks for having me. Absolutely, our pleasure. That is Bakersfield Condors goaltender Shane Sturette. Uh, and the numbers the numbers don't lie for this young man this season. 2.39 goals against average, a 9.16 save percentage, and a 14-3-1 record. He doesn't really want to say that he's got eyes on the NHL, and that might be true, but uh, I know that the more this season goes on for him playing like this, it's not going to be up to him. People are going to be looking at him, and he's a dude that's flown under the radar quite a bit. So, potential option if uh, if Talbot ends up getting moved out and, and they don't end up bringing a backup in, we shall see. All right, 142 in Edmonton. We're going to step aside for our final break here on Oilers Now. We'll come back with NHL Today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. We'll also get to some more input from you on the Heartland Ford text line and possibly the River Cree Resort Casino hotline as well. It's Brendan Escott stepping in for Bob here on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Ryan and Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Brendan Escott in for Bob Stoffer today. Final 15 minutes here on Oilers now. Let's get right back to it. We'll go to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. It is more than just sportswear. Just two games on the NHL schedule tonight. An all-Canadian matchup in Toronto has the Leafs going against the Senators. And Boston plays the Rangers at Madison Square Garden. Now, Bruins forward David Backus will be a healthy scratch in that game. And former Surrey Eagle Danton Heinen will draw in instead. 
Nashville Predators were busy today. They started off by acquiring center Brian Boyle from the New Jersey Devils for a second-round pick. Boyle has 19 points in 47 games this season, but is a pending UFA. The Preds then traded for Cody McLeod from the Rangers for a seventh-round pick, adding a little more grit to their lineup. McLeod was there before as well. Uh, the team also announcing this morning that Zach Ronaldo will be done for the year after undergoing shoulder surgery, probably prompting that trade for Cody McLeod. That would make sense. Elsewhere, the Sens acquired uh, Jean-Christophe Bodine from Colorado in exchange for Max McCormick. Philadelphia Flyers placed forward Yori Laterra on waivers this morning. And remember, he's caught up in uh, some legal trouble for alleged involvement in a cocaine ring back in Finland. And the Canucks, I might have missed this yesterday, the Canucks had to recall 19-year-old goaltender Michael DiPietro from the OHL on an emergency basis because Thatcher Demko hurt his knee in warm-up against Philadelphia on Monday. So Jakob Markstrom making some starts, but an early summons of Michael DiPietro by the Canucks. Bakersfield Condors, you just heard it, host the San Jose Barracuda and San Diego Gulls this weekend, riding that 10-game win streak. The Oil Kings are off until Sunday. They host the Regina Pats, then a game the following Wednesday as well. U of A Golden Bears carry an 18 18-0-1 streak into their final regular season games this weekend a home and home set against the Calgary Dinos and uh, I'm sure you've been paying attention to this at least a little bit. Uh, the AUS which is the Atlantic University sport has suspended a total of 15 players and the head coaches from the U Sports brawl between the Acadia Axemen and the St. FX X-Men over the weekend. The suspensions range uh, between 2 and 5 games and the executive director of U.S. Phil Curry is conducting a review of allegations that the brawl started over comments made about a sexual assault survivor. That is a messy situation at any level of hockey, but you know it's always uh, it's always an interesting blend between because there's obviously academia is supposed to be the first and foremost thing when you've got a student athlete but uh, you see something like this start to transfer over into that all right uh, we do have time for a couple more phone calls if you want to get those in on the river Cree resort casino hotline 780-496-0063 but for now We'll go to the text line. This comes in from Grand Prairie. It says, wow, I never thought of Mark Messier, one of the best leaders in history, notorious for bringing everyone together. I would follow that guy. And that, uh, that with reference to Ron McLean came out of the gates firing. I was going to talk about Hockey Day in Canada, and on comes Ron McLean, just guns ablaze and saying, well, maybe Messier is a hire they can look at. It certainly, as we know, would not be out of the realm of possibility for them to hire a former player into some capacity, although Ron never specified where he would slot Messier into the Oilers organization. But it is a thought, and that's something that we haven't really talked about before either. Text comes in from Mike in Calgary. says, sure, Tyler Benson looks like he's rounding into a player. But again, the Oilers missed not taking McDavid's winner to, winger to brink at. Assessing talent, both pro and amateur, is still a big problem. I would say that it's getting better. I would say the reason that they passed on Debrinkat and remember that Shirelli was uh, <laughs> Shirelli was the general manager at the time, and Shirelli's philosophy is around heavy hockey, regardless of whether that's the trend or not. So when you look at Alex Debrinkat, he's not five foot nine. He's five foot seven. That is pretty small for the NHL level. And <laughs> I, I was having this conversation with Reed Wilkins last night in the press box. And it's like, how do you pass up 220 junior hockey goals? 
I don't know, but I, I would imagine that from the standpoint of the Oilers, I don't want to put words in their mouth, but that decision was likely made based on the fact that he's five foot seven. Johnny Goudreau is five foot nine. Text comes in from Gene in Edmonton. He says, here's the way I see it. I believe if if it was uh, Marv Levy that said, you listen to the fans, and you'll be sitting with the fans. I think Peter is a wee bit guilty of that. I disagree. I think Peter's problem was the fact that he didn't listen to anybody other than himself, and he was locked into his own mindset and ultimately made deals based upon that that put the Oilers where they are right now. All right, we do have some action on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. We're going to bring in Richard from Calling Lake. Richard, how's it going? Hey, not too bad. Thanks for taking my call. Pleasure. What's going on? Why don't they play Ethan Bear and uh, Tyler Yamamoto? They're not, probably not going to make the playoffs, so just give them a little bit of experience on the NHL level. Get them ready for next year. I'll ask you this, Richard, before I get into my answer to that, is would you want both Yamamoto and Bear, who are still pretty young, impressionable players, to be in the environment right now that the rest of the Oilers are contending with? Why not? You know, I mean, they got nothing to lose. Sink or swim, you know, give them a little exposure and and see what, see what comes of it. All right. An interesting take there, Richard. I appreciate the call. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, I, I would suspect that if they do get brought up, it's going to be closer to the end of the season. I know everybody's been calling for Bear. Uh, Bear has, he was hurt at the beginning of the year. You can't write that off. And Yamamoto has had more than enough chances up here. I don't think it's best for him to be up here right now. And the first thing that Bob Nicholson said in that press conference moving on from Peter Shirelli was that they need to develop their players at the lower levels more than they have been and bringing those guys up in a hurry and and bringing them up into an environment where everybody's uh, frustrated and on edge and tense I don't believe in that at all but we do have Jed standing by also on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline 780-496-0063 Jed, what's going on my friend? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on It's amateur Before when when they hired Hitch about the old school version coming in with the young guys and I, I don't know. I had mixed feelings about it. Hitch is a very good coach. Don't get me wrong and everything. But I guess it's just a communication aspect coming around. And a lot of guys said, hey, you know, if the communication isn't there, he's going to lose them right away. And the other one I got for you, too, that I want you to answer is I, I think you got to say we're in rebuild mode. Like, even if they do make the playoffs, they're not going to go very far. And Sure, we can wait a little bit, but the young guy's got to come up and get some experience. Even if it's going to be only for a little bit, sure, it's not going to hurt. I'll listen to you. Thanks. All right. Thanks for the call, Jed. Uh, Yeah, to that first point, um, that crossed my mind immediately, too, when Hitchcock was hired, is this is fantastic to have one of the winningest coaches in NHL history behind the bench. However... So many of those wins came in an era that is no longer a thing. And I don't think that we've ever seen such a rapid progression in the game up until now where you've got to be able to adapt to the style of play, but the style of player as well. And that means on and off the ice. I don't know at this point if Hitchcock is is the guy who's going to be able to get the most out of this team. It seems with how fragile they are and how flat that they come out that the message might need to change a little bit. As far as bringing up the young players, well, you just heard me uh, talk about how I, I certainly not anytime soon. you got to run with what you've got. You've got to figure it out. And whatever you do, do not do it in haste because this team can't afford another major setback personnel-wise. You don't want to corrupt the development of the few uh, you know, potentially 
really good players that you do have. And so to that end, Yamamoto, to me, keep him in the A. Bear, no need to rush him here. That's why they traded for the depth that they have. We'll see after the trade deadline, and I think we'll have a, like, a clearer picture, both in the direction that the team's going to go for the rest of the season and in where and if any personnel changes need to be had. All right, uh, we got to wrap this up here pretty quick. Then we're going to do that with uh, this day in Oilers history. It's brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company. For 38 years, you can book your winter group vacation package with New West Travel and receive free parking at Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Go online at newwesttravel.com for all your vacation dreams. On this day in 1981, Wayne Gretzky scored a natural hat trick, the fourth of his career, and added three assists for his 100th point of the season for the second straight year as the Oilers won 10-4 over the visiting Winnipeg Jets. 81. That was the 81 season. Was that not Gretzky's, like, one of his first two seasons in the league? Unbelievable. Tonight on 6.30, Chad, it's Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins from 6 to 8 p.m. They'll have plenty of Oilers talk. They'll have wild TV color analyst Mike Greenlight. Adam Scorgi is the producer of many things movie-wise, but uh, most recently the Donovan Bailey experience. And they'll also have uh, pending CFL free agent Kenny Stafford and U of A basketball forward Brody Clark. Royal Pizza, guys. It's pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. Menu and locations. You can visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Tomorrow, it's Louis DeBrusque and Brian Burke. Brought to you by Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service. Electrical prefabrication solar. It's a pleasure as always, my friend. I appreciate you hanging out with me. The Oilers back in action tomorrow night, and Bob will have the whole preview of that. He'll be back tomorrow doing the show from Minnesota. But for now, we're off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Ched afternoon news with Jalen Nye and Andrew Ghost. Brendan Escott saying so long from the 6.30 Ched studios. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Ched.